Hello and welcome to another episode of Okay, okay Stop, Stop Whining. whining. <laughs> so today I have a lot to whine about, honestly. Yeah. Is I that what kind of stuff to whine <laughs> about? <laughs> I like I mean, I don't know. I'm having like a weird day. Do you ever just have like a day that you're just like off? Yeah, definitely. Have you noticed I'm just having like a little bit of an off day? We having yeah. I'm just like not energetic today. It's What's today? Is today Monday? Monday. Today is a weird Monday, though. I feel like it's Tuesday. Like, I'm confused. The weekends just seem so long. I know. Everything since coronavirus seems long. Seems long. Every day seems long. I know. Right? I know. And I gave myself a manicure last night, and then my thumb fell off this morning. Oh, my God. My thumbnail. I don't have a thumbnail. I need to fix my thumbnail. Look at my nails. Your nails nails look disgusting. I haven't gotten a manicure since March, since coronavirus. I know. Because I'm afraid to go in the nail salon. I'm afraid to go in the nail salon. Our nail salons are so huge. I know. But that means... I feel like that would give you reason to like go because they're big and you can like actually distance yourself. But like, honestly, I don't like getting my nails done in the first place. So I feel like I'm not like dying, but like I I need them done just because. Okay. So I've literally been doing these nails, you know, obviously you guys don't know. I've been doing these like fake nails from CVS or like actually my sister keeps ordering them from Amazon where basically we cut them ourselves and shape them ourselves and then paint them. And like, they definitely look good. Like, they look no, good. No, they look amazing. But then they, f- they, they fall off. <laughs> so it could be out randomly, wherever, having a conversation. And your nail just the flicks nail flies off. off. <laughs> like, I can't handle it. That's why I choose to not wear them. I and know. Well, your nails are pretty, though. They, I bite them to the core just and I pick right them. Yeah. Stop doing that. I know. Well, it's <laughs> just, I just have a habit. It's a bad habit. I know. Yeah, it is a bad habit. I, like, I just, whatever. It's corona season and we're falling apart. Right. Does anybody look good during corona season? I don't know. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like trying. everyone, everyone expected to have like a glow up during corona. Right. Like everyone right. was like, I'm going to like work out every day, like be like No, but that's what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah. So I, I have never worked out more in my life since I know. Corona We've really been, me too. I have nothing have else I to do. Have I been doing do. so good? No, you've been doing amazing. We've yeah. just been, because there's nothing else to do and I just feel like it gets my stress out and like, right. it's the only thing that like gets me out of my head. Like, aside from like wanting to work out to just like be healthy and like whatever, I just feel like it gets me out of my head. Absolutely. Like I need to, yeah. I need it in order to like have my brain function right, properly. Right. Well, I've always worked out. But I know. I feel yeah. like I've got, like I've done different workouts than I yeah. typically have done in my past. I've added things into my workouts. Yeah. Like More you've been going training. a lot harder. I yeah. used to just do the treadmill and do the bike. You were like kind of scared do, to do. Yeah, I would do lighter workouts. Yeah. And now I've added in all this weight training. I know. Because as I'm getting older, you know, your skin starts to just <laughs> sag. I'm so <laughs> glad I don't have to worry about that so, right now. So now I'm just trying to get my, my skin like tight, nice and tight. So I can go into my, um, yeah, my later years <laughs> with tight skin. I feel like I've been the opposite where like, I used to do so much like high intensity interval training, so much weights, and now I'm like learning that I love to run and like I love right. to do the sprints right. and like You're doing so speed good. walking and hills uh-huh. and I don't know. I've been getting more into cardio just because like right. I used to really hate it and like have a bad relationship with it. Right, you but hated now, working out. Yeah. No, I didn't hate working out. I hated cardio. Yeah, you hated. Cardio. I love high intensity interval training right. weights because I from gymnastics that right. was like kind of a. That was always a thing for me. Right. Um, but just cardio was always the enemy for me. Yeah. It just sucks. Like, yeah. nobody wants to do it, you know? It and that's sucks. how I felt with weights. I yeah. just didn't want to do it. 
But then, since we've had our Peloton, I know. I've been using the Peloton the app, app. It's the best. And working out with all these different people. It's the best. Oh my God. And I look forward to yeah, it. Yeah, me too. They're so inspiring. The instructors and are the best. They're, the instructors are amazing. I know. So, and we're huge Alex Toussaint people. Oh yeah, I but, him. But ever since... But so, I love other people too. We were at first just riding the bike. Because we... Okay, first of all, let me just say, we love the Peloton bike. Oh, I think it's amazing. But since just focusing on in on the app and using the app I yeah. feel like we've both really been thriving in our workouts right, right. like and the app has so many different things so you many things you can do meditation yeah. you can do yoga strength training totally any like anything ride the bike yeah so aside from anything. riding the bike I've been doing these it's tread amazing. workouts and I yeah. think that's what's gotten me to actually enjoy the tread workouts right. because I learned that you don't just have to like run on the same pace straight which is like right. what's the enemy for me I have been doing these like intervals where like you're walking and then you're jogging and then you're sprinting and then you're walking again right. and like I can handle that. I feel like okay if I can if I sprint for three minutes mm -hmm. and then I'm walking for two like I can handle that because right. I can look forward to the part where it breaks it up. Yeah, it so breaks it up. So you're not stuck on that one piece yes. of equipment for a long time. Yeah. Because I like know I get bored too, too sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I do the treadmill and then I want to jump to the bike. I know. And I like to do other things. Other things. I know. So that's been the greatest. I don't know. Yeah. I love our Peloton vibes. And I highly recommend if anyone's thinking about getting a Peloton, just because I feel like now is a good time to do it because... Absolutely. You can't go to the gym. Yeah, you can't go well, to the gym. Some gyms are Even open if in like a parking lot. Oh, I, who, did you see down the street? A lot. There's a gym <laughs> down the street from us. Like in New, We live in New Jersey and there's a gym down the street from us that literally has opened up a tent in the parking, in a parking lot. lot. Which I, I'm happy for the gym owners. Totally. Because I can't imagine open owning a gym right now. I know. It's, I just feel terrible. I feel horrible. And it's that. really hard when you're working out in the heat it's when it's summer. really hot. Yeah, did you see the yoga place? Oh my god. It's literally hot yoga because yes. you're outside. Yeah, so they have a yoga place around the corner and they put these tents out. And it is a great idea. Again, Yeah, no, it's smart. Allowing, and I get you have to do what you have to do. Right. Allowing the owners to keep um, running their classes. Yeah. I think is great. I just find it really hard in the heat. But like you said, hot yoga. Yeah, if it's like it's like a hundred degrees. Yeah, if you're into yoga. it anyway. Yeah, it's hot yoga in the parking lot. I feel like our family <laughs> friend, you know who I'm talking about, who like yeah, yeah, loves yeah. yoga. Has she been doing No, like, I noticed she posted something. On outside Facebook. outside yeah she loves hot yoga. shout out you know who shout, you're, shout you know out to my, to my good hot yoga friend <laughs> <laughs> she loves no it. yeah she's a she's a yoga fanatic yeah there's a lot of people like that honestly yeah. we need it's to so, get more yoga so good for you but i just don't do it because i'm so into the weight training i know find time for all these i know things. it's like every it's so many different I just things find time we need on one of our rest days i think we should start doing just like a little 20 minute or 10 that's minute that's a great idea yo like right we have rest days we don't me we and do. my mom both don't work out every day we work out probably five days a week right exactly you, yeah like I, five days. but i believe in having a rest a day. rest day but then you can do like an active rest like yes. maybe we add in like a, a we've been talking about this for a long time actually doing the yoga yeah yeah we really need to right right we do especially okay. with all our craziness we need to like calm down the that's, brain yes we do <laughs> <laughs> insane in the brain but that's why i use the you know the strength training and the walking on the treadmill yeah or running on the treadmill riding the yeah. bike that stuff calms my brain but absolutely Adding in yoga, yeah, it's supposed to be so great. So yeah, we let's need do it. We need it. If anyone has any like amazing like virtual yoga classes that you recommend, let us know. DM us on Instagram. I would love to know if anyone has like a certain instructor that they right, use that, that they, they love. Even on the Peloton, because we have the Peloton true. app. True. Yeah, if, if they have a have specific a, Peloton. Yeah, person. if you have a specific instructor that you love. Yeah, let us know on the Peloton. Yeah. So, do you want to get into our... Actually, before getting into our topic for today, I just have to say, if I'm like stuttering and talking really fast, I drank coffee this morning and it just hit me 
different. <laughs> and I, you're like, oh. I'm literally like shaking. Do you see my hand? Oh my I'm like, God, I do. I. <laughs> That's why I don't drink caffeine. No, but no like sometimes I can drink coffee and I'll be totally yeah. fine and like not even feel it. Today I'm like off my rocker. Like yeah, I'm, I'm cracked out. You're, <laughs> you're cracked out on the coffee. <laughs> like I'm not well. This is why I shouldn't drink caffeine. Yeah, you shouldn't. I told you I'm not to cracked drink out. caffeine. Help. Help you me. don't listen. I know. <laughs> Guys, one, one of these days, this is the second time I'm mentioning this in the podcast and it's our second podcast. <laughs> and I told you the only Literally caffeine help. I have, which green is tea. basically not caffeine, I know. but it's green too. Yeah. Like natural. You know, yeah. It's, it's not, like it's barely. not coffee caffeine. I drink like I full know. espresso. Like yeah, I like it. I'm on crack right now. Okay. okay. Anyways, <laughs> today we're going to have a tough conversation that's not really tough for us because we've spoken about it together a million times, yes. but it's a conversation that is tough for most people when yes. it comes to a mother and a daughter. And that is talking about eating disorders and dis- yeah. Yeah, disordered Just eating. Disordered eating. And, and eating body image. we wanted to say. Yeah, <laughs> no. Disordered eating yes. and body image. <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah, today we're basically going to be going through our own stories with disordered eating and body image. We both have very different experiences, I would say, in our life with it. Um, we both, I mean, I think anyone that's had any eating disorder or just disordered eating. And first of all, actually, I want to preface this by saying an eating disorder and disordered eating is different. So disordered eating is kind of like certain patterns that certain people have in their daily life that you wouldn't diagnose as an eating disorder, mm-hmm. but it's like little signs here and right. there that can eventually turn into an eating disorder. Right. Whereas an eating disorder is something that's been diagnosed by a medical professional um, and it's much more extreme. However... Yes. Both of them are damaging and can be extremely, you know, damaging to your life in general and your routine. And your it can, health. Your and your health can ruin so relationships bad. with other people. Um, so I just want to keep that in mind. And I also want to preface this episode by saying if you are suffering or if you do find any conversations about eating disorders and body image triggering, I would suggest to not listen to this episode and maybe to pick a different one. Yeah. Um, just because these are sensitive topics and we don't want to trigger anyone. So that was our little disclaimer and now we're moving into our topic for the day. So first of all, I want to say that when it comes to a mother and daughter relationship, would you say that it's like, how would you describe like dealing with those conversations and stuff it's difficult well it's more difficult for the child I think to come to the mother yeah because I think they have a hard time opening up about what's going on inside their bodies yeah and some kids I think don't understand what's going on I think that's a huge it depends if you have the disordered eating or the eating disorder yeah if you have the disordered eating you might not Not know what's going on Although even an eating disorder can be triggered by something emotionally too. Yeah. That maybe you you're, don't. You're not like. You're, you're not suffering from body image. Yes. You're more suffering from. Yes. You don't have to suffer from a body image to have an eating disorder. Right. It can come from something mentally. Right. Which, or a stressful situation. Exactly. Something like that. So yeah. do you want to get into kind of your experience because that kind of relates to what you just said. Um, yeah. yeah, well, my, my experience started happening when, around when I was 13, um, I was in eighth grade. Um, that was the first time I noticed I was having stomach aches all the time. And then I started to become afraid to eat because my stomach was hurting all the time. And my parents would take me to the stomach doctor thinking I was sick. And this went on for a really long time. And it actually had to do with the fact that I had anxiety 
And I didn't even know it. Mm -hmm. So until a doctor said to me, if you don't start eating right, we're going to put you in the hospital. That's when I realized, oh my God, that clicked with me. I need to start eating food. It really scared me, but I still wasn't feeling right. I just knew something was off and I never talked about it again. I started eating and I looked better, but inside mm-hmm. I was still having... There was still the root of the problem, the problem there. Which I still didn't understand what it was, obviously, until I got right. older. Right. And with you, I feel like it wasn't as much of like a body image thing as it was just an emotional thing. And I don't know if that... Does that qualify? Like, I think it still does qualify as anorexia. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was never diagnosed as anything. Right. But I know I had something Something going was going on, on with and me. you were losing I, weight. You, and yes, I was losing weight and I was having trouble eating. And then I would go running five miles every day. And I was eating, like, just very, very little. Mm-hmm. We, we, everybody was into frozen yogurt back uh-huh. then. And I would just... What age was this at? Now, I now this is carrying on to like ninth grade, okay. ninth grade, tenth grade, and I was starting to run in high school, mm-hmm. and I was eating just not not much. Like I literally would run five miles and come in and have a frozen yogurt mm-hmm. for my lunch. I would Which go with like a friend. Nothing. We would drive to go get the frozen yogurt. Yeah. I thought putting that with granola on it was my lunch. <laughs> Which is That's, like when you're was, a runner and you're burning runner, so many calories. And it was still, you know, developing yeah. too. I was yeah. only in ninth, tenth yeah, grade. Yeah, so young. So, um, and I, it was just, yeah, it was, it was bad. And, and did I, your I parents did that notice? all through high school. And no, my parents had no idea what was going on with me. <laughs> so no. crazy. And a friend of mine and I, we both had similar eating patterns, uh-huh. but she didn't have the exercise pattern yeah. that I had. Yeah. But we both were similar on our eating patterns. And sometimes I literally would have a bag of popcorn for lunch. Like that's insane. That was it. How could you After not? After running, did you feel like you were gonna pass out? Maybe sometimes. Ugh. Yeah. Like I would feel yeah. so. I mean, I've had experiences like that. Yeah. Like. And I'll touch on that later on, but like I've had experiences yeah. like that where I just felt so faint. Like when right. you're not eating and right. then you're no, you feel awful. Yeah, but I never ever recall thinking about my body mm-hmm. and looking at myself and not liking the way I looked. I was right. always happy with my body. Yeah, so it's a very I interesting. Remember, it seems almost more like rooting from anxiety. Yeah, but it's also interesting that. Like your friend, you and your friend were kind of like having maybe, similar patterns. Yeah, maybe I did. Maybe I did somewhat because I guess in the summertime, of course, every girl wants to look good in their bikini. Right, right. I think more in the summertime, I would think more of yeah. my, what I look like, my body look like. Yeah. But I never, I never remember it being like so, like a struggle. Like I was thinking about it all the time. Yeah. That makes it was, sense. It was more that my stomach was hurting all the time, and I was, right. and I had this fear of food. I was afraid. Yeah, because, because I was afraid of my stomach hurt. I was afraid I was going to throw up, throw and up. I had a fear of food. Right. Okay. And that's basically what that came from. Yeah. No, it's super interesting that for you it came from this root of like anxiety, um, because I feel like some that definitely still qualifies as an eating yeah, disorder. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I feel like it still like always. I feel like everyone always says this, like you can recover, but you'll never, you'll, it'll always still be with you. Like there's certain things that'll always still yeah. be with you. And like, I definitely feel like with anxiety and stuff, like it always still is with you. Like if you're anxious, you'll eat less. Or, Absolutely. Yeah, like you still get hurts. your stomach problems. Yeah. yeah. But I know now to you say know. to myself, it's Push anxiety it. and eat food. Yeah. No matter how sick you feel, yeah. stuff something in. <laughs> I notice that now, like if you even feel nauseous or if you have a stomach ache, 
you'll still force yourself because you know what it is. So Absolutely. you're more comfortable just being like, okay, I'm just going to force myself to right. eat because like, yes. I know I'll feel better. Because um, then you feel worse because you're like lightheaded and, yes. and anxious and yes. then you're like all of it. But I've also worked on all this for a really long time and yeah. I'm way less fearful of that feeling. Yeah. Feeling sick. True. True. So. Yeah. And that's with age and like maturity yes, too. Exactly. Um, and with my experience, I guess I'll just go into, I don't know if you even remember this, but I remember in eighth grade hitting puberty and mm. starting to feel so self-conscious. Mm. Do you remember me coming to you? Mm, that's, yeah, no. That's so I remember right. in eighth grade, I would eat everything up to that point, pretty much. Right. Like mac and cheese. Like those were our foods that right. I remember always eating. But then in eighth grade, I became I just remember like hitting puberty feeling like I got boobs and a butt and like hips and that was like so triggering to me like I felt so insecure and at the time like nobody you didn't really know what else to do except for teach me healthy habits because like I wasn't but I was so thin but like you were just trying to teach me healthy habits so I I don't know if you remember any of this do you remember this not really so I remember (laughs) like you just teaching me like more just like lifestyle things like you can cut down on like mac and cheese and instead like maybe like cut like dairy out or like I remember but but still you were just teaching me about healthy foods and not healthy foods but those things stuck with me a little bit just because I was so young right and like I feel like you can't really teach people to cut things out until a certain point like I've learned that because I just feel like it takes a certain amount of maturity to know of course right you were too young yeah I was too young period um so that was kind of like the issue with like how that kind of was diet culture a little bit. But then it wasn't really a problem until high school where I was more extreme with cutting stuff out because I had the internet. And then like I was learning about like I was on like these Pinterest or like Tumblr boards. There was like Thinspo like Tumblr right. boards oh that God. I would go on I and it would be that. like young yeah. girls that were counting their calories. It's actually really messed up. Like there were t- I would be on Tumblr and there were uh-huh. these it was called Thinspo. Uh-huh. And they were Thinspo accounts that these girls would run that also had disorder eating or eating disorders that should not have had their right. platform. Right. And they would talk about how many calories they ate a day, what things you can do to like lose weight and I did not need to lose weight at all, which I've never in my life. No, you were ever not, you been, were a gymnast. I was a gymnast, you were right? I, true. Okay, you were so I should. Fit. I should also add that into it. I was a gymnast my whole life, so on top of that, I had like a very rigorous workout routine. Mm-hmm. Like I was working out like mm-hmm. every day, every day, like three and a half hours yeah. in the gym. So I definitely did not right. need to restrict. You were doing but, competition gymnastics. Yeah, but I remember downloading my fitness pal and like uh-huh. tracking my calories mm. and tracking like how many calories I could have been burning during my workouts right. like potentially right. and then I was restricting a lot yeah. and that's when I started to binge mm-hmm. um or just overeat so basically mm-hmm. like I was afraid because I thought that like you would judge me which this was an internal thing it was totally a project- okay. projection right. now I know that because we've communicated right. about right. it but I was projecting that you would judge me if I ate something unhealthy right so I would like go into the kitchen like when you weren't home and I would like eat like ice cream or anything that I thought in quotes was bad which now Uh I know there's no such thing as good or bad foods there's things with higher nutrition and lower nutrition and you can have a balance of all of them right but basically like I was afraid to eat um in quotes bad foods around anyone else Mm -hmm. I not even friends I could only do it by myself yeah it's like a really interesting thing but I feel like as it opens up about it a little more other people struggle with this too okay I was afraid of eating in front of other people. Mm. I was afraid of eating in front of boys. Right. 
at lunch. I think a lot of girls are though. Yeah, maybe. At lunch in high school, I would bring, I remember you can ask my best friends, I would bring in like towards senior year, like literally two rice cakes and a bag of carrots. Oh my God. Yeah, two. no, I have two, okay, I remember that. But you never liked the lunch. <laughs> no, but thought, you can't. Like high school, yeah, you pack your you lunch. You could pack your lunch though. Yeah. It was always everyone would pack their lunch. Yeah, and no, I do remember that. I that remember was not, I, that. that was the only thing yeah. I would eat the entire day. Yeah, that's Like not that's enough. crazy. And, and is, like, and not even eating breakfast. Not eating breakfast. Right. Or I would just eat breakfast and then not eat the rest of the day right. because I was right. like, I ate breakfast. Oh my right. God. Like, God forbid. It's so, yeah, it's just so good. So then fast forward to, and we still never communicated about it. I, we communicated a little because I would cry a lot in high school that I yeah. felt fat. Yeah. Then in college. And you weren't. That was and the I crazy wasn't. part. And <laughs> even, even if I was so effing what? Right. Like, so I what? feel like so, like. God, like, I was so young. Like, nobody at that age should have to worry about their weight. Like, worry about, like, the other things in life. Like, as long as you're healthy, like, you don't have, like, high blood pressure or something. Like, I don't know. I don't want to get too much into that because, like, I don't – I'm not educated enough and I don't want to say anything wrong. But all I have to say is if you're at that age, you should just be worrying about graduating high school, living it up, and worrying about college and your SATs and normal teenage stuff. Right, right. And not that. Being a girl is – really hard so tough it's so and with hard social media and stuff Ugh. it's so hard like and Chloe's all you're generation. doing is looking at these perfect people and yeah and they're not perfect they're just face they're tuning <laughs> they're literally just photoshopping I know but that's what makes it hard you think it was I remember you know in my day yeah. like if you wanted to go see a perfect body that you thought was perfect or even anybody in a bathing suit you had to go physically to the beach there was yeah. no social media yeah I didn't see anybody a magazine so, or right I'm sorry right we always looked in our magazines and we looked up to the models yeah yeah which is also really crazy it's just different it was all the models back then Christy Brinkley Cal, yeah all, like all these L, L, L McPherson uh, they were all the models back then yeah I was like oh my god and that's who I you so Everybody, every yeah. girl wanted to inspire to, to be them. Yeah. And now you have all this social media and it's just, it's so bad. It's so bad. So because that's triggering. I feel like people. it's triggering because on social media, it's more of like the average person that mm-hmm. you think looks so good. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, like if Nelly from, <laughs> like if, if a random girl from like my high school can like be so perfect, right. like exactly. I should be able to too. Like exactly. at least with like the it's models so and the magazines, like it's literally their job to look right. like that. You knew, right. And we knew that. Yeah. We knew that. But now, or like even like a movie star, like it's uh-huh. their job to look fit and good because they're on this, they're on the screen and that's what they work for, you know, like right. that's is, their but job. What a, what, what a sad society yes, that we live it's horrible. in that women have to feel that way. Yeah, it's horrible. But now it's just what? like the average Joe like is, you know, has to be like this image of beauty right. and right. I don't know. It's just a, a way different standard. I feel like everyone is held it to. Is, it's hard. But anyways, on to college. I, we never really communicated aside from like, you knowing I was upset about my body College, I discovered this book, Intuitive Eating, where I learned to, like, kind of just listen to my body more. And I actually, like, recovered for a mm-hmm. while. Like, I actually felt pretty good. Um, I recovered. I was still conscious about eating and exercise, but I was it was healthy. Like, yeah. it was not anything that was concerning. Um, but then towards the end of college, I just got back into bad patterns again because I was super... Like, I was, like, depressed. Like, I was just ready to be out of college. Like, it was my my last two years of college or my last year and a half of college was really, really tough. And maybe I'll go into that in another episode. But just my friendships were bad. I felt so alone and so lonely. Mm-hmm. And I was so isolated. Mm-hmm. And, and 
it just brought back so much like triggering I don't know I just felt you were so done I was so done <laughs> and I was so triggered and so I gained a lot of weight after being after I guess I should say too that like I had my tonsils out my junior year and lost a ton of weight and yeah. like loved how I looked even though I looked horrible oh, and yeah. everyone was commenting yeah, you looked a little sickly. I looked sick <laughs> um but I was abroad in Florence so I like didn't have and the I didn't know. nobody I like really you. knew and my like two best friends at the time like came to visit me and they were like you look literally terrible like you need to like put on weight and I was like oh shit like other people are noticing um Aww. so over time I did put on weight but it went back into like my overeating slash binging like I had a bad relationship with yeah. food and yeah. then that was my senior year where I was depressed and still had a bad relationship with I yeah. never took care of myself you never took care of it period yeah so post-college let's fast forward now it's corona season slash like before corona season I feel like for the first time we've well in college too but we have really communicated Uh about my eating problems because we sat down and you explained it I didn't really understand it I didn't Mm -hmm. understand disordered eating yeah I understand an eating disorder I didn't understand what you were dealing with yeah and some things that we've really learned to focus on is that words like and things that people say definitely trigger me so if someone's like talking about like how much they ate or how much they weigh like those things really trigger me if someone makes a comment about my body whether they're calling me fat or thin right it triggers me right whether so if someone tells me to work out or Mm -hmm. exercise which my parents were doing not because they thought I was overweight because they wanted me they know that mentally I need it for my anxiety um and because I was depressed and that helps um but I was just so in deep yeah that you know, those problems were arising. So do you want to kind of talk about like the place you were in before with me and like what your intentions were? Because I feel like a lot of people my age want to talk to their parents, but they feel like their parents are constantly making these comments that are just like, they're like, shut up, mom. Yeah, no, right. No, that's so true. You have to be really careful of what you say. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to say. Yeah. That was the problem. I was saying the wrong things. I didn't know what to say. So having a conversation with your parents and explaining what's going on Mm -hmm. is so helpful so you know how to communicate to each other and don't use harmful words. Yeah, the language is everything, how you're speaking. And yes. you wouldn't know unless I explained to you. Do you remember like some of the things? No, I remember sitting down and talking about it. Do you yeah. remember like certain things that trigger me? Yeah. Well, one thing I, I knew because I, I know and I know now yeah. never, ever, ever say to anybody that's even has any kind of body issue. Uh-huh. Don't say anything about diet. Ever. Oh, yeah. Don't say. I feel like that is the, the most- bad diet word. Bad word. Bad. And I got, <laughs> I got it now. It's yeah. horrible. Mm-hmm. Like don't. Don't, nobody should be going on a diet. Nobody right. should use the word diet. Because it's just at the just, end of the day, what is it even doing? Like, Just eat right, right. It's yeah. just... I it's just balance. It's your lifestyle. Balance. It's something that you should be able to take with you for the rest of your life. You, so if you're doing something that you literally couldn't imagine doing years from now, that means it's probably not going right, to work. And right, it's not going to stick. Exactly. And that might be disorder. Right, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And just try to have a healthy, balanced lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And you can eat some healthy things. You can eat some things that maybe you think weren't so yeah. healthy. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. And I think even do- like learning that we don't need to feel guilty over things. Even like you still have to remind me. Like Absolutely. I'll, I'll say last night even I was starving because I worked out really hard yesterday. And I like texted my mom because now I feel so comfortable if I'm having like disordered stuff right. to like come to you. And right, I texted right, you and right, I was right. like. Do you think it's okay that like I'm eating like late at right, night? Such like and such and such. I was like, absolutely. Like never feel it. guilty. If your like, body's hungry and you need food, 
and you're shaky or you don't, you know, you're not feeling right, mm-hmm. your body tells you what it needs. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. There's things I crave that I say, yeah. my body's telling me I need it mm-hmm. and I'm going to... Even sometimes I feel like you'll be like, um, I need like a piece of steak. Like my body really needs iron. Sometimes I need iron. I need... Yeah. And that's so normal. Meat. That's so normal. I feel like sometimes, sometimes I crave kale and sometimes I crave chocolate cake. Right, exactly. <laughs> or a piece of dark chocolate. Yeah, and they're both Which valid. Fun. They're both totally valid. <laughs> Um, but like not to obsess about everything you're eating all mm -hmm, the time. Yeah. Try not to. Yeah. It's that's, it's a hard topic because again, I'm not, I don't have any kind of, you know, background training in that. I just have experience with it. But what we don't want this episode to become about like dieting or like exercising, whatever. It's really about communication. Like I am healthier in my brain because I can communicate with you it's about yes it's, it's about having a healthy healthy brain and, yeah yeah and like ever since I've learned to talk to you mm-hmm. I feel like I've been health and I feel like it's helped you too yeah absolutely like yeah it's helped me the way I think even about any in friends and myself and yeah. everything in general yeah because once you realize that diet culture is just like wellness culture and diet mm-hmm. culture it's like the same thing it really overlaps mm-hmm. you realize how many people like struggle with it. Yeah. That don't even realize. Yeah. I there's a lot of women that struggle yeah. with it. And men too. Yeah. Men yeah. too, yeah. You can't discriminate. Yeah, yeah, you can't. It it's really fun. is everyone. Right. But I just think communication is just like the most important thing. And I just wanna I'm gonna we're gonna go on for a few more minutes, yeah. but I just wanna say, like, let's give some last minute pieces of advice. I've had so many girls, like young girls, DM mm-hmm. me saying that like they're struggling with an eating disorder or a disordered eating and they don't know how to approach a parent and I really just want to focus in and give some advice. Uh-huh. So do you want to kind of like give advice to any young people like how to approach a parent about like something that they're going through? Right. And don't well it, number one to never be afraid and if you don't have a parent to talk to you if you have a grandparent or an aunt or mm-hmm. an uncle somebody that a you sister. sister somebody that you feel really comfortable with going to. I think everybody has somebody yeah. that they will talk to. Mm-hmm. Um and just open up to say, you know, that you just want to have a conversation about something really important mm-hmm. and just sit down and start just... Let it out. Let it, It'll let come it, out. Let it out. <laughs> it will. And it feels good. It feels so much better once you just like let it out. That it's okay. Holding things in is the worst thing that anybody can do. Yeah. And I feel like it's the first part of healing. The first right. part of you healing is literally having that initial conversation. Right. And people deserve to heal. Everybody yeah. deserves healing snaps to that yes like seriously yes and also I just want to say that sometimes it's easier to approach one person before approaching like a whole family like it doesn't need to be a family affair to like admit that you've an eating disorder or you think you might have one right like for me when I have a problem a lot of the time I will just go to my mom we literally just Mm -hmm. talked about this yesterday I'll Mm -hmm. go to my mom first We'll talk about it. Then she'll go to my dad, and then my dad will come to me yes. and talk about it. Because well, I always say, okay, now you need to go talk to you know Carly. Yeah. She's got something important that she mm-hmm. wants to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. He always is like, oh my god, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the one that's got to keep it. Like, like yeah, it's calm. okay. Everything's fine. Yeah, just sit and just listen. I don't know why you know? it helps me, but it just does. Yeah, I feel like sometimes you have that one parent that's a little more approachable. Right, and 
because I think we're both women, right. I think that's really what it is. Absolutely. Like yeah. sometimes just going to a male figure. Right. But if you only have that male it, figure, then go to them. It like just, it just depends on the just, family. Right. I don't think it has anything to do with yeah. male or female. Yeah. I just think it's who you're comfortable speaking with. Yeah. And again, it might not even be a parent. A parent. It yeah. could be maybe your favorite aunt or your It could favorite, be your freaking teacher. Your favorite, it could be. Yeah. yeah. Just go and to just, someone. And somebody to give you advice to tell you where you should go from there. Because if you're young, a lot of times you don't know yeah. where to go for mm-hmm. advice and sometimes you may need to talk to a therapist outside of your home yeah so and, and if you're experiencing a, any yeah. of this stuff yeah you it's, to... a, it's a good place to start going to a therapist you could talk to a social worker you could talk to obviously a licensed yeah. psychologist mm-hmm. um that's a good place to start yeah just let it so out even if you don't out. think they're really helping you like by talking you're helping yourself yes, like exactly. literally by letting the words out and getting that off your chest like it feels a weight like a weight is lifted yes just 100%. from you know uh-huh. letting those words out yeah, 100%. um so with that i want to leave you guys just by saying in the description below we're gonna leave um some sources to just look at if you are if you think you might be suffering from an eating disorder or anything like that we want to make sure that you're equipped with the right hotlines to call and things like that if you do need to get help but we really just recommend going to someone you feel comfortable with yes. and talking to them and just having that conversation. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for tuning in today. Thank you. Um, we hope you got some type of education out of this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And yeah, thanks for joining. Mwah, love you guys. See you next time.